0: Bars are as like COVID, you get them right off the bat. Right bat. Right Trained with SARS and Corona, like you took a fight off of that. Then it goes from Martian to human, that's how the virus attacks. They come at me with machine guns, like trying to fight off a net. Still stacking my chips' hose, higher than Shaq on his tiptoes. Top the empire, state
1: building. this shit is like child's. Play children, I will not I will, late like kill them, mop up around and pile. Eight million dead little juveniles, wait children, I'll await my trial. They What's up you saying in everybody? It? What's crack a My back. <laughs> My back be crack a lacking.
0: After two days straight in fucking hell.
1: Oh, dude, let me introduce you guys. Ashley Candelora. This is Dr. Flores. Ashley is a nurse practitioner. She works over at, uh... She works at a hospital in the in the yeah. area.
2: Hello, hello, Ashley. I'm Julian. I'm, hello, uh, nice to meet you. I'm in the ER attending at an... Un- Unnamed hospital in, plant- in uh, Plantation. Yeah, in and South Florida. Unnamed hospital in Miami.
1: So Dr. Flores is a motherfucking Harvard graduate. And he decided that he was going to slum it with us today and fucking talk to his common folk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding, dude. But uh, no, legitimately he's a fucking Harvard graduate, dude. In the flesh. Actually, be impressed. Be impressed. Ooh ah! <laughs> no no.
0: I told Scott. Scott was like, "Dude, this guy graduated from fucking Harvard." I go, "That sounds really fucking expensive." <laughs> um,
2: they uh, gave me a full ride somehow.
1: Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> Are you serious?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, I got a full tuition scholarship.
1: Holy Bro, fuck! How did you that's do that,
2: fucking man? Fucking sick. Uh, a mix of need and merit, and uh, and luck. And, That's uh, fucking yeah. dope, bro. How i to I... say I would be half a million in debt right now if it wasn't for that?
1: For real. So what? Co- what college did you? You didn't? Did you go undergrad to Harvard or just? No,
2: I um, I went to public school my whole life. Um okay. I went to a, a City College of New York. It's a it's a good school. It's public though. Um, not your definitely not in the in the cadre of the Ivy Leagues for for undergrad. But I got a very solid education. You know. Hmm. Um. Some of my professors even were, were taught themselves at uh, at Harvard. So, yeah, i uh, I feel like I was really solidly prepared for, for the MCAT and the interviews and all that. So that's yeah. sick, dude. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you went. So you grew up in New York, or
2: yeah. So I was born and raised in uh, Flushing, New York.
1: No way, dude. That's where my fiance is from. You're kidding. I swear to God, dude. She always tells see? people Queens, and I always have to fact check her. I'm like, Nah, you're from Flushing.
2: Scott, do you see what I mean about coincidences? That's so crazy, dude. <laughs> Actually, I was telling him that for the last year, my life has been literally on the daily, just a bunch of coincidences and synchronicities.
0: <laughs> I don't believe in coincidences.
2: Every, uh-huh. Well, well, more so, yeah, you're right. More appropriately, the, the word is synchronicities. Like, um, you know, I think of something or I mention something and then it's within the hour, you know, it's either on a billboard, it's on the TV... Station, it's on the radio. It's on a person I meet that it comes up. So that's actually pretty cool. Um, that
1: is, dude. That's wild. It's more uh, yeah. so wild because we were just talking about it, and then it <laughs> but, just pops right up.
2: And that's what I'm saying. Like it snowballs, right? Like if, yeah. when you talk about talking about it, um, it actually manifests faster. It's it's like an exp- it's like an exponential curve versus like something like linear. <laughs>
1: Well, dude, let's talk about getting a million bucks, dude.
2: Yeah, man. Let's do it.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so, um,
2: For better or worse, I think, you know, you think negative thoughts, like stuff. That's why people have a, quote unquote, a bad day, right? You have, I don't know, you woke up and you stubbed your toe. Right. Now you're angry. Now you, you know, you get for, or, or frustrated, you know, you shower frustrated, you make your breakfast frustrated, you, you spill the milk uh, from your cereal, you yell at your dog. You don't mm-hmm. say hi to your neighbor. You get in your car. You get in an accident.
1: <laughs> yep. It's a or you get late
2: to work. So yeah, it all starts with literally how you get up in the morning.
1: It's like the the secret. You know, you remember when that documentary was out? Secret. Oprah pushed it.
2: Oh, Scott, you literally uh, you read my yeah, mind never again. Seen it. <laughs> I Absolutely. was literally about to bring up uh, that book specifically. That's yeah. the book that got me started on. On this whole new mindset.
1: So did you, how long ago did you, did you start cracking into this kind of like, um, this kind of like a way of living? Was it back then? Was it before med school? Or was it after med school? Like when did it, when did it all kind of set in?
2: It's funny because, um, it's, and it's even less a way of living and more of a way of thinking, right? Um, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. then the thinking can manifest into how you live. But if you have a form of living, doesn't mean you have a healthy way of thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so I'd say like I started looking into this just before, you know, the whole COVID pandemic came down upon us. Interesting. Um, you know, I had always been sort of put your head down and just grind and get results and, you know, uh, crush uh, without stepping too much on, on anybody mm-hmm. and, you know, get yours. But um, there's a whole other facet to, I think, to like living into thinking, which is a uh, like are you happy doing these things as you're doing it and two you know does it uh, does it really take just being obsessed with academia or or with a you know a specific hobby or a mission of sorts to like to do well in it if it's you know th- th- is it going to be at the expense of other other like components of you of your character of your personality of your trajectory So I started looking into like literally like, um, um, how to like manipulate like your mind and your form of thinking, um, when it comes to like a, an uncomfortable situation. Right. Um, and it's still a work in progress. I see it sort of as a stock curve, right? Where on average, the market has gone up in the last 10 years, but you get these bumps, right? Those bumps are sort of lessons that like re-trigger you into, into letting you know, like you're not fully there. Um, and you're human too. Um, it allows you to sort of recalibrate and like kind of put you back in a more humble setting as to um as to your awareness of how uh, how healthy you're thinking about a, a certain situation a certain person uh, a certain trait of yours um a certain blessing or a quote unquote you know curse or perceived curse of yours etc so uh yeah i mean i think for better or worse you know the more i um the more i read into this the more i see how literally like one positive thought can can snowball into a into a, a gold mine essentially of opportunity, um, and likewise how you know one bad uh ill intention or or uh, ill formed thought can can snowball into your day being terrible
1: hmm. so did you you kind of like did you kind of like always have this kind of like idea in the back of like when you're applying to like Harvard yeah you kind of like, okay, I need to go into this with, like, totally positive mindset. I need to, like, manifest, you know, in a way you just kind of had it, like, in your mind the whole time.
2: It's it, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I was thinking about that, uh, I think, yesterday or the day before. Um, my dad, well, there's this whole other component of me that I've been looking into, um, sort of the more esoteric sciences. Um, and mind you, I'm, I'm religious, but, you know, um, I've looked into astrology. I've looked into... Um, sort of the older uh, sciences and the older civilizations to mm-hmm. sort of see if there is some, uh, something to learn from them, um, and at the very least apply it to sort of your, your daily life. So in doing that, uh, and I had already started sort of tinkering around with that in an early, sort of an early age, but definitely more as time has gone by, I essentially always had the, mind, uh, the mindset of, you know, go for the A plus and you settle for the A.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Worst case scenario. Um, so I kind of envisioned being there already before it happened. Uh, I can't say I fully came up with that mindset on my own because my, my parents, I think from the age of six always said, you know, why not? Right.
1: Did your parents like tip, like, were they like, you're going to be a doctor when you get older and there's no choice?
2: Not even. Doctor,
1: doctor, 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 doctor. (laughs) Like, you know, like the tiger moms.
2: (laughs) My mom's a housewife (laughs) and my dad's, um, you know, in, um, in, in, in banking. In a, in a non-medical at all.
1: So this isn't like a legacy thing. This is just Not like you all. randomly were like, hey, man, I'm going to go to Harvard today and go to medical school.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a work in progress literally from, from, uh, from an early age. My sister is in med school as we speak. Oh, nice. And we're, besides a cousin of mine from my dad's side, we're Costa Rican by background, so mm-hmm. besides one cousin of mine that's a, uh, an active, uh, actively practicing pediatrician, We're the only two other doctors in the family, well, doctor and doctor to be, Um, and there was never that I can't really remember, sort of one specific profession being forced down my throat. Yeah, but there was definitely be number one, you know, Mm -hmm. if uh, if we have the the blessing of you know being middle class, let's say, and you don't have to bring food to the table, you don't. Have to urgently, you know, have a job. Uh, for the time being, you gotta be bringing the grades to the table, which at the end of the day are for you, not even for us, you know. They'd say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that mindset, I was able to literally, from a, from the age of six, switch it from a switch doing well and studying and, 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 and grinding from the mentality of a burden and of an obligation to something fun like a challenge, you know, with yourself more than anything.
1: So and
2: the bonus is that trophy is that sticker is that scholarship is that accolade, but more than anything it's it's a, you know, it's a competition with your with yourself and the standard that you set with yourself. Because if you set it as a B or as a, you know, uh, anything less than the best, then that's all you're going to get.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, dude. I mean, I didn't go to Harvard. But, uh. No,
2: no, and, and, and that's another point, right? <laughs> and it shows. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, to, I know that's tongue-in-cheek, but I think there's a point to be made about that too, right? It's, uh, I think there's honor and there is uh, praise and there is fulfillment in, in things that are not just your, you know, your cookie cutter, go to um, an Ivy League med school, as an example, or the Ivy League equivalent within your profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is, there is something to be said about how well you're doing your, your job even at a, at a lesser institution, right? Yeah. Because you, you, know, you can go to Harvard, you can go to any of these Ivy League schools and you, you ruin it. You, uh, you essentially take it for granted. You don't take advantage of the opportunities you, if anything, you stagnate. Sometimes it's really dangerous to go to one of these uh, schools. And I can even say it personally from a mentality standpoint, sometimes you get into this rut of, well, I've accomplished everything. I, I, you know, I need to do on paper by societal means. Yeah. The quote-unquote American dream, uh, this and that, you know, I bought this, or, you know, I now can, uh, you know, can speak to these folks, whatnot. But but that can actually stagnate you because, then they the like work ethic is what gets you to, to places and, and to eventually being fulfilled. I think um, so. Sometimes going to a lesser institution or at least in, from the societal eye like less ranked or less praised can actually like as a as a character really improve you more uh, or just as much than going to uh, Harvard right or the or you know something like that. Some some cliche equivalent. Um, it's actually something that led me into looking into like, uh, these forms, I feel like more advanced forms of, of thinking of mindset, even though I had already accomplished all of this because, um, there were periods of time I haven't been like really like happy or satisfied. You are just kind of going with, with, uh, with a very stagnant, stagnated flow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like a very stagnated,
1: a goal and, and then you're like, okay, well, what is there now? I kind of mean, like the top of the mountain complex, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, the only way you can go is down, and it's true. I mean, all these things that kind of get said and over and over and are become generic or cliché, they're, they're really true. <laughs> yeah. Clichés
0: uh, are a cliché for a reason.
2: They're a reason, true, and they're man. passed down by the equivalent. I'm sure it comes from all the way from, like, ancient Rome or ancient, uh, you know, Greece from uh, philosophy. I, uh, I read a lot of a, a branch of philosophy called Stoicism, and it talks about uh at the end of the day, you can only improve yourself. And what you have in, in 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 the cockpit to change, first and foremost, are your your own virtues and your own actions, right? And your own behaviors and your own reactions to others' reactions or to others' actions. And since I started doing that, I'm like, wow, man, like how much of happiness or fulfillment comes from external means. Mm-hmm. Right? And right. thank goodness I already developed a semi, you know, solid uh idea of an identity but there's a lot of work to be done yeah I think for all of us just some of us are less conscious of it than others
1: it's so interesting Um, because like everybody kind of like vaguely knows these things to be true you know like you you kind of like it you have to make sure that you don't let others negativity influence you know your your own um, state of mind and like we kind of everybody kind of knows these things but like certain people embody them so much more like how do you get to the point like All right. So like from, from where you are in life right now, like, I mean, objectively speaking, it's extremely, it's an extremely successful place. It seems like, like mentally, professionally, you know, so like, how do you get to the point where like, you're, you're just like this ultimate embodiment of like the, those ideals, you know, what do you, is it like one of those like 90 day, do everything, do the same thing for 90 days type of make a mental habit build thing? Or is it, is there something else to it?
2: yeah something um something that helps me daily yeah at least thought wise action wise is the bonus right but at least having it churn in your head at some point is being humble with yourself and telling yourself that you're not there yet not not in a but not in a tone that's that's um you know auto insulting or or bringing yourself down you know with a, with negative energy but more in a humble tone mm-hmm. that I've made these, that I've made this progress, that I'm still being called out for these things, that some things, I you know one should call themselves out even before it's brought up externally, and that uh, you can see the improvement that you've done relative to yesterday, last week, um, but that there's still work to be done, and that you look forward to it, right? Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of motivational videos too. Um, I have a, for example, I have a a friend of mine that's actually going to the moon. No way. Um, He's more, you know, at this point more of an acquaintance because we've lost touch along the way. He's an astronaut? Since we all graduated from uh, med school. But um, I don't know if you've heard of Johnny Kim. Johnny Kim. Johnny Kim is an ex-Navy SEAL. He went to Harvard Medical School, crushed it, uh, did ER residency, and now literally um, just got selected for the next mission to the moon. Dude,
1: no way um, i Jonathan arm. Kim is an American US Navy lieutenant physician and NASA astronaut born and raised in California. Kim joined the United States Navy SEALs in the Earth. What a fucking stud, bro.
2: I mean he is the essentially the <laughs> the culmination of
1: He's like, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be um a Harvard physician, of the American but I want to also fucking be like a murderer with my hands at the same time. I want to fucking be you know, a Navy SEAL dude. And,
2: and, and oh, and then and, I'm gonna go. And he got uh, a
1: silver star the in the and, military. And for
2: anybody listening, I recommend listening to his interviews as well, his podcast. Right?
1: He has a podcast.
2: Well, he was put on a podcast by Jocko Willink. He's an, another. Oh my huge, god, dude! Uh, Jocko's the man, dude. He, he was his commander, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I may, be, I may be wrong, but they were definitely on a podcast together. Um, and he only gets the highest praise from, from these folks. He, um, you know, I think of him as a, as a Goggins. Yes. Like, you know, Goggins? Yes,
1: dude. We are speaking the same language now, man.
2: I listen to him every day. Dude, I've and read his
1: book like four yeah. times, dude, cover yeah, to cover. Yeah, I just finished it. And I, I listened to the audio book. I ran, I ran a marathon um, a few wow. months back. Awesome. And I listened to his audio book like through and through while running that shit dude i and, and literally worship that guy
2: <laughs> i listened to him i listened to eric thomas as well went from as he says eating garbage out of a uh, out of dumpsters out of need yeah. to having a phd and being fulfilled and you know having more money than 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 he can need That is so, sick, man. similarly you hear all these guys they have as well as you know athletes and even celebrities i think there are, are nuggets of 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 very valuable information and very valuable forms of of thinking, right? And of Mm -hmm. speaking that can be taken even from what you would think are folks that are not into these things, but they very much are, which is when you get to the top, you can't let off the pedal.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, One, you're not really there, that's a perception that's been given to you by society, right? Um, And, someone can always take it. So if the worry is that you're not gonna be there at the top, if that's your, your mission or you know, your goal, or your hobby, you gotta actually accelerate more. Granted, in a way that hopefully you don't lose yourself in the, in the, in the, in the process, but right. at the very least, you can't decelerate. That's,
1: that's hard though, so it's, many, hard, uh, it's hard you know? getting, getting going so fast. Like yeah. you, the goal is to be the fastest, you know? And you're running as fast as you can And it's like you gotta keep running that fast, you know? That's kinda that's gotta be a difficult thing though in itself.
2: Right. Yeah, I think of it like a car, right? The analogy of a car. I don't like running. (laughs) Off the um you know, off the essentially uh, from zero, you do you do kind of put your pedal to the metal, right? Mm -hmm. So to say. Mm -hmm. You go all in. And you accelerate and you your gears all of a sudden, you know, one goes to two, to three, or four seven, whatever your maximum gear is. But then what happens? The car doesn't just stay there, mm-hmm. right? It, you kind of have to downshift sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you got uh, to ebb and flow. But you don't downshift all the way either. You, you, know, you stay at a healthy, steady state.
1: Unless you crash.
2: Unless you crash, <laughs> right? Yeah. Unless an external force makes you crash, right? And what is that? That's the lessons in life, right? Mm-hmm. That's actually a good analogy. Yeah, unless you crash. But we can't use that as an excuse either, right? Because then we're already saying, well, I can't keep it up uh, because I'm going to you know, get hit. Right. Um, similarly, some people go all the way. Without the humility of thinking that you can get burnt out like a car you you know You drive it at its max RPMs. It'll burn out transmission mm-hmm. will go mm-hmm. So it's kind of towing between those and on a personal level, you know Even just getting up and making your bed really is a huge triumph <laughs> Yeah, who um, says that
1: make your bed? Uh, Goggins. Yeah, yeah, every Goggins.
2: day. Um, I think Goggins or some other uh, um, Someone else from the military
1: yeah I saw it. i think it was like a it was like one of the it was like some ivy league um uh like a commencement speech for their graduation yeah, and McAllister, it was like a, right yes 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 um it's like make hey, your bed every day
2: because at the end of the day if you didn't do anything even if you stayed in bed at least you stayed in a made bed <laughs> and you did something right right <laughs> that no one saw that you didn't really have to do because you can already you're gonna go back and 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 you know kind of mess up the bed anyway, but that mentality i think trickles into a lot of things
1: starting your day with discipline you know at the end of the day that's what we're talking about it's it's like just having
2: it's like really discipline discipline and, yeah and and, and 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 trust in the process right right yeah um so many times we look for quick gains for quick uh fixes mm-hmm. emotionally physically uh and it's like we we more than anything don't give ourselves like the taste of things that we kind of quote unquote can deserve or merit, right, mm-hmm. for the work we put in into this or this or that, or the troubles we've kind of um, had to overcome. Yeah. I think we undersell sometimes the, the amount of crap that we've dealt with in our life, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I've had the fortune of having two parents in a roof, um, but, you know, I've been through my, you know, personally speaking, periods of time where uh, my family was unemployed or... You know, I kind of didn't really know which way I was going, uh, pathwise, um, or I wasn't just happy with the progress I had been, I had made. You know, some self-imposed things, some externally imposed, but uh, you know, we all kind of carry our own cross, right? Yeah, and even just making your bed in the day, even just waking up and not obeying the uh, the snooze. <laughs> Even those things are little triumphs and you already start on that kind of energy versus already something externally ruling over you. Mm
1: -hmm. That's interesting.
2: If that Uh, makes sense. What
0: kind of advice would you give for some, okay. So for example, my husband is like Mr. Negative Nancy. Like I have tried to explain so many times because I'm the kind of person where, you know, like shit happens in life. Things happen, but like you roll with it. You know what I mean? You're not going to let it affect how you live and affect how you think. And unfortunately, some people have things um, happen to them that they affect their lives, you know, in a major way, like loss sure. or things like that, that, um, you know, there it has now altered their way of thinking, like, you know, what's the Absolutely. next thing? What's what's next? You know, like that's his mentality is like, what's next? It's like if there's a good thing going, it's like what's it's going to be taken. So, like, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? It's just a very yeah. negative mindset and
2: yeah. it's
0: hard for me personally to get him out of that mindset um because i'm i don't think that way i'm the kind of person where if i'm having a bad day or something happens i think to myself you know what if this is all that happens to me today then i'm really blessed like hashtag first world problems like this is not that (laughs) big of a deal keep moving keep moving it's really not a big deal you'll deal with it it is what it is (laughs) And um, I think I got that from my dad. My dad's always yeah, just like, shit yeah, happens, mm-hmm. man. Just keep going. It is what it is. But right. like, how? what kind of advice would you give to somebody that you know feels that way, always waiting for the shoe to drop, sure. really negative mindset? I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how to get this man out of it.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And it's frustrating because of a lot of these mindsets, these algorithmic ways of, of thinking that then unfortunately become action, are rooted in, in, in something that, that predates even perhaps you meet, having met him, right? Um, predates him having even been conscious of it. And can it be fixed? Yes. But it's almost, like a, it's almost like an addiction, I'd say. I feel like a lot of us are addicted to thinking in one sort of you know, tone or another. Because it's comfortable, and because we're used to it, if not us consciously, us subconsciously, right um, if you always think of failure right or of being disappointed, then you can't really expect anything different tomorrow, right and if tomorrow you were kind of if tomorrow you ended up being disappointed by a person or a situation, you're still in that comfort zone, right, and you weren't surprised, even if it was a good surprise, the fact that you know, uh, you kind of warp things to, to fit that schema, keeps you comfortable. And because it keeps you comfortable, it keeps you addicted. So unfortunately, the, the answer would be like, it kind of at first starts with the person. It's like, you know, like an AA meeting, like the very first person that has to admit that there's an issue or that there is something that could be done better is the person, right? And you can whack the person on the head, you know, with with, with 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 a book or metaphorically, but until that person changes their, I guess their metric of how they're measuring their success and their blessings and their, you know, their deficiencies, nothing really externally um, can 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 do all the work or should do all the work. Now there are dramatic cases, right, where a sudden loss, a sudden, uh, really a a very sudden predicament can, can agitate you in such a way that you change your mindset. It's too bad that, you know, sometimes it takes that. So, but there are ways in which you can already start changing. I think that for yourself. So it would be kind of gently uh, recommending or sharing uh, mentalities of other people, right? Through videos, through books, through physically going someplace where that person's standard of strife and of struggle is way different than than yours. And because of that, for a given situation, they're way happier or way more positive in it than you know, perhaps your husband, right? So it kind of has to be offered. It can't be imposed, and that's so hard to do when you want to do well for the person, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But that in of itself is biased, and if it seems like something imposed and something offered and the person took it for themselves, it's a whole different uh, approach to it. It's a whole different acceptance of it. Um, I watch motivational videos, for example, to remind myself of how hard some other people have it when I want to be having first world problems.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right?
2: And it's not negating the emotion either, because if you stifle an emotion, it has to go somewhere, that energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like they say, energy can't be made or destroyed. So if that emotion isn't communicated, it's going to reverberate in an action. It's going to become contempt. It's going to be, you know, showing your body, I don't know, wrinkles. I don't know, white hairs, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's more like saying, I feel this emotion. I know I feel it. I'm going to let it be felt. And then I'm going to ask myself and be fair with myself. How bad is this situation? Is there someone that has it worse? If I can think of at least one person that has it worse, so how would I go to that person and convince them that I should be complaining?
1: What happened? And if I
2: can't do that, I got some homework to do.
1: What happened in your life that? Oh, so anyway, so um, what happened in your life that? So like, all right. So whenever I start to feel like that, like sometimes I wake up in the morning and then I'm like so grumpy, you know, and I get out of bed. And, uh, and I'm just like, uh, I'm, I just in like in a bad mood, you know? Sure. But then i like, I kind of like go back to a time in my life where things were really, really shitty and, and I'm like, okay, well it could be, it could be worse. You know, I could be back in that shitty place again. Absolutely. So like what happened in your life? Do you have something in your life that you kind of like go back to whenever, you know how you said like, you know, you try to like, how would I convince someone that has it so much worse than me, you know, that I'm having a bad day. But like, is there a point in your life that you can go back to that you kind of like keep as like this place in your soul where, you know, as long as you're not there, you're you're doing okay and you start to feel grateful again? Do you have like one of those times?
2: Um, You know, I I can say I think I've had the blessing of not having a massive calamity like that. Mm -hmm. But it's all relative at the same time too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would say my main role model or role situation of using as a metric for for me to keep striving to keep being hungry is my very own upbringing with my with my parents yeah my dad uh up until recently i think he just what retired within the last couple months grinded nonstop for what uh 30 something 40 something years Mm -hmm. Waking up every morning, 4 a.m., taking that train to Manhattan. I'm from Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, flushing, flushing. Uh, fl- coming back uh, <laughs> on the way, getting, you know, 50 pounds worth of groceries, carrying them to the house, mm-hmm. uh, and doing it all over again the next day and the next day and the next day, right? With uh, with with the job, I, I would say, again, where we were comfortable. There weren't any, uh, any massive luxuries, but at the same time, I can never say I didn't have a, you know, a plate of food every night. and my mom uh, being a housewife she stayed that way in a way as a form of sacrificing herself for us Mm -hmm. as like a I would say almost as a consummate martyr to be honest Uh, literally her life has been lived vicariously through my sister and I when it comes to academics like my sister stayed up until 3 a.m studying so did she did she have to do that no but that's what she wanted to do, right? And that's what she felt she needed to do. That was her mission, mm-hmm. to always be by us uh, supporting the academic endeavor. And on the side, you know, uh, making sure that all those uh, basic needs were met. At the expense of having friends, of at the expense of, you know, going out and, and, and doing things that are, aren't aren't taboo, aren't bad for, for, uh, you know, a mother to do, but she took the choice to just dedicate herself to us, right? Yeah. And because of that, I'm where I am. I mean, a lot of it is me, but a lot of how I talk is literally almost sometimes a verbatim, uh, a carbon copy of their sort of mentality to life, even though they don't have the pedigree in societal, you know, for societal standards to show for it. Mm -hmm. We are that. My mm-hmm. sister and I, um, you know, two doctors from essentially, a, you know, a very, very humble uh, background with, uh, with very humble resources. Yeah, you're definitely
1: but, not the cookie cutter like, Harvard med school no. graduate. You, you don't, I don't think that you, I don't think that the, like a lot of people think that people that go to these Ivy League schools, they're kind of like bred for it. They come from this huge line of legacy, you know, and, and I think that you're definitely not supposed to be. I don't think you're supposed to be where you are right now, dude. Like, um, in the terms of, like... Yeah, you can
2: argue I'm not supposed to, right? And that actually is even more enticing. It's attractive, It makes it badass, dude. Uh, You know, uh, I like that. Yeah. I like like proving uh, society wrong. And at the same time, I'm also... I'd like to, you know, consider myself someone that's not that, you know, conservative and stiff either. I like having a good time. I like traveling. I like going to my... You know, to my events, to my get togethers, to my parties, you Mm -hmm. don't have to be one thing or the other. Mm -hmm. That's not the formula, per se. Um, You know, when I got to Harvard, I mean, it was the it was the best four years of my life in in med school, I can say. And so I would say, why is med school the best four years of your life? Well, because it's the culmination of of your ethic, right, of your work ethic Mm -hmm. to uh, to get to the pinnacle and to be surrounded by people that are equally doing that. Right. Um, and to feel, uh, to all of a sudden be brought down to quote unquote, nothing. You're just one of the rest. Mm-hmm. You may have been in the best in your undergrad, but so is everybody else. And right. then some, you know, mm-hmm. um, so th- going back to your question. Um, I use my own upbringing, which again, there are millions of ways and could have been in, in which it could have been worse. Right. Mm-hmm. Financially, psychologically uh geographically but to see my two parents who have to this day grinded so hard for their gain to only be ours i can't be complaining about you know <laughs> yeah uh, i c- couldn't buy this uh i had a bad day at work you know uh, i don't know it's raining outside <laughs> Like little things like that, the, the little grievances that, that we, you know, we have on the daily that if we just remembered at least for fun, right. For the exercise that it could be worse. Just that, that notion, if you want to be negative, use that negativity and it could be worse. Yeah. You know, if you want use negative words, I could be, I don't know. I could be, uh, poor. Mm-hmm. I could be uglier. I can be um you know more disadvantaged.
1: I think that I think that relative to where you were, I think that you are kind of like the underdog, dude. I think like yeah. when you when you got to like Harvard Medical School, you're probably you know that that's that's a motivating thing at least to me, you know, it's like yeah. everybody else has this privilege, you know, and you're just like you're there you're there cuz you grinded you know you're there cuz you you busted your ass you know yeah
2: and i'm very proud of that of myself you know to have kept yeah. the faith and and grinded That's pretty I can't fucking say cool, it dude. was it was i can't say it was all you know a one man mission again my my parents helped instill that a lot my sister you know right behind me she's 4 years younger a beast in her own in her own way right mm-hmm. yeah she's an, uh, she's an m1 a year one medical student right now at uh, albert einstein school of medicine in new york nice but uh She's three times what I am mm-hmm. in terms of work ethic. If if people consider me hardworking, she's three times as much. Um, I mean, she's a, yeah, she's a, a force to be reckoned with.
1: While all the time being
2: the kindest girl, mm-hmm. most humblest person, I, you know, one of the most humblest I know. Um, but again, it's you can use all of these challenges as, as real huge tools as weapons when you when it comes to the day of interview and when it comes to you know once you've matriculated and you're in the process of of just dealing with every day and and taking on the other one by storm mm-hmm. um you know my job right before uh med school or a year before med school was in burger king right that's awesome. Or a year Yeah. I'm not saying this just to say it. There are some days that I worked uh, at Burger King that have been harder, more challenging, more stress-provoking than shifts in the ER. Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: It's because you've never been a nurse.
2: <laughs> no, and I, uh, well, and I'm not making a comment on 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 the nurse aspect. Probably oh that goes know. even. You he's know, like, even, whoa, whoa, even, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. You know, he's like, don't uh, put
1: that out there. Uh,
2: and, uh, but that's funny because I also use that also as auto-motivation. Um, but, you know, that's a, another another conversation, you know. I sometimes motivate myself by just seeing how, how hard my own nurses grind. And I'm like, I'm here complaining because I had to click this button and that one. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, it's the work, the actual work is being done for me, the manual work. I mean, yes, you know, in ask some Dr. situations. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, you know, I'd be for... for um, uh, an, another sort of a uh, stream of consciousness but um yeah there were definitely 100 percent days doing drive through and cashier at the same time that literally had my heart in my mouth yeah Th- that much anxiety like clenching yeah, feeling of me hey, holy just cow do
0: it. i hate it i hate that i'm you like know, how the to, fuck do they do that take orders and like read it is you, you have to literally split
2: your brain in two while being yelled at for something you're not in in control of right the kitchen while you know being looked uh by your manager (laughs) being surveilled by the customer being surveilled by your boss being surveilled by your colleague it's uh, you know there's days that i want to complain i remember those days i'm like okay Mm -hmm. it's not that bad that shit
0: sucked this is not that bad any
1: anybody that's worked in dude i i honestly i feel like everybody in the united states should have to work at least one year in, in the service industry at least one year. I think everybody should serve one year in the military. Everybody should should serve one year in in the in the food service industry, dude. Cause you got you don't you never get shit on the way that you do when you're in food service, dude. And
2: and, and it's and and some people won't. Um, it's like Goggin says, some people won't like him because he's that blunt and that harsh, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what it takes sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes. And, and, and you know, back to your question, Ashley. you have to sometimes be harsh with yourself and find an example of someone who has it so bad for the given thing that you're complaining about that you you know you ask yourself can i write an essay to this person a, a, a note a postcard you know kind of uh, jotting down my grievances and have that person go oh i see why you're complaining got it you know i think <laughs> I, I i give you your blessing i give you a pass you do have it rough let's say i don't know working out right or doing a marathon and you know of somebody who did it with three limbs or two limbs or in a wheelchair or dragging their or, or um, on the floor on their knees, because there's people that do that for oh pilgrimages God. and whatnot. Can you go and convince that person to stop their own race based on what you're complaining about? If you can't, you know, you got to come up with up a better, you got to come up with a better rationale for complaining. And yeah. come up with a better way of convincing someone else, but more importantly yourself, right? At the end of the day, you're just either kidding yourself or 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 not.
1: Dude, it's just like Goggin says, man. Your brain is like so, it has a tactical advantage, man. Like, it can. it's so good at making the perfect excuses for you, dude. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. To like, um, to to give up, to quit, you know, it's just like. It's hard, man. You know, uh,
2: there's a there's a, a, a very a famous motivational speaker, Tony Robbins. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of her. She says when. Bro, Tony a Robbins fle- is,
1: a, is a dude.
2: Maybe I'm thinking of, of <laughs> another name then. Or maybe it's not a female, but rather of a male. I read it from, in a book. This this uh, concept. If a fleeting thought of something you need to do, you know, comes by. And there's somewhat, some amount of urgency in you doing it, let alone an emergency. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you can do it in less than 10 seconds to get up out of bed, to start on the task, do it. Yeah. But if you think any more than 10 seconds on it, if you ruminate more than uh, you know, 10 seconds, the brain already starts coming up with its algorithm to start yeah. letting you know. It sets in,
0: just might as like well waking up in the morning to go yeah. to work. do i call out do yeah. i go maybe i just lay here a little longer you just
1: hit snooze like three or four times
0: you just and gotta it's, get up
2: and, and it's go. um
1: like those fucking minutes are gonna matter those snooze minutes you know they really like, are bro no they're they not
2: <laughs> and if anything news. sometimes you wake up sleepier yeah. i mean there's the whole science of sleep right if you woke up before the alarm clock you probably woke up in a stage that wasn't rem REM sleep which is your deepest stage of sleep now you snooze and now you artificially get up again in perhaps a deeper stage of sleep and now you're really sleepy and you thought you added these minutes these this uh this fuel to the mileage of you know the debt of sleep that you owe um but you didn't you just actually gained negative equity and now you're sleepier and grumpier for the day
1: now your day sucks. You didn't. Now your, your day bed. blows,
2: and now you're gonna make someone else's day bad. <laughs> dude,
1: Dr. Flores, when are you gonna replace Anthony Fauci?
2: No, That's that, my guy's next <laughs> that guy's in its own. That guy's in its own category, man. When's
1: it happening, dude? I feel uh, it coming. I feel it.
2: It's, it's amazing. Uh, speaking it of Anthony Fauci, um, it was so inspiring, uh, and his and his staff. It was so inspiring to see that the, the va- the vaccine from. Now, I can't remember if, it was, if it's the Pfizer or the Moderna one. Mm-hmm. Um, the leading investigator on it is a, a person of color, an African-American scientist. Really? Who, uh, yeah, who also started out disadvantaged and worked their way up, did um, these pipeline programs even as a, as a young student. Yeah. And now is shoulder to shoulder with Fauci. And now is literally one of the r- main reasons why we're getting out of this.
1: That's pretty kick ass, dude.
2: Also another amazing story. Sometimes if you saw your, uh, if oneself saw their own struggles literally as, as fuel, as fire, as something that people would literally pay for, and they do, right? When it comes to ma- making a personal statement, when it comes to an interview, some people wish they had something like cool to write about, where they went from rags to riches, yeah. or they had a struggle that they, you know, uh, that they that they that they overcame, whereas you know nobody in their community did. Some people on the other end of society would pay to have this. If we remember that, we would actually be very proud of all of our, um, you know, asymmetries that we've had in our life. Mm-hmm. Because literally on the other end, people have had it so nice and polished that they do not stand out on an application when it comes to, uh, ironically, right? With all the mentorship and all the money they had, all the tutoring, you know, a path paved, they do not stand out to other equally uh, privileged people. Some do. Yes, some do. But there is a chunk of people. That actually would pay to have been more disadvantaged. Yeah, like How's a little that? bit of adversity. How about that? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's yeah, the Isn't truth, Isn't that ironic? It's the truth. It, it it it's like society values adversity, dude. They value those who can can see adversity and overcome it. You know,
2: so but it, if, that's, so, that's yeah. the, it's the
1: yeah. rags to riches, the yeah. like underdog. That's like uh, that's the most attractive type of story to people.
2: But if you don't start with that appreciation, mm-hmm. society can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to put yourself out there. You got to be your own sales guy. It, it, right. First and foremost. And then it snowballs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, like, a, like in chemistry, like a reaction, right? Right. Chemical reaction. You have the catalyst. You have the activation energy. Ener- it's like the energy that the reaction needs to overcome to actually form a product, which in life you can attribute to you know, the work you got to put in to get that title, to get that uh, distinction, right? To get that fulfillment. You are the catalyst as the individual, yourself. If you're not there present, nothing can happen from that point on. If you don't believe, you can actually start the, the reaction. And that, it sounds corny, but literally it funnels down to like 101 physics, 101 chemistry. 101 biology that's how I've kind of kind of come to see life like literally all these nuggets of how to live mm-hmm. Are in things that happen naturally and because they happen naturally without anyone telling them what to do. They're perfect and Spontaneous some of them,
1: right? Spe- right? speaking of reactions, dude, are you gonna are you gonna get the vaccine? What do you think, I think about so. the vaccine? Yeah,
2: I think I'll be getting it probably in the next couple of weeks um, yes it's you know the first batch to come out mm-hmm. yes you get side effects potentially first but ever so, mrna vaccine right but so do you with many other vaccines yes it is uh, the first mrna vaccine we you know we can we can't really say that uh that we know what it pans out to, right, per se. Real,
1: real quick, real quick, the scratchiness is happening again, just FYI. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry.
2: So, yeah, we don't have time on our hands to, unfortunately, be able to say how it's going to look down the line. But at the same time, I think there does seem to be, there, there does need to be some investment from our part, to so actually go and see what this means. Because if you just kind of hinge on the fact that it's brand new, and that it's a new kind of vaccine, and you don't do further homework after that. Of course, you're gonna be kind of, you
1: know, skeptical. Yeah, it right? opens your mind up to like endless possibilities of nonsense. Oh
2: my God! Yeah, forget it. Yeah. But I think if we're gonna take that highway, we gotta do our own diligence and actually look into it, or ask someone that knows more of it. What does this mean, you know, for it to be an mRNA vaccine? Yeah. What What have been What is a vaccine? Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. 90 percent of us can actually say what is a vaccine i can't even say probably you know to to the most specific detail and it's all its validity what a vaccine is or what this kind is versus another right i'm not the gold standard but even i in the medical being problems. in the medical community you know would have to think about it right mm-hmm So how many of us actually go and like look into what a vaccine is? Uh, What kind of types of vaccines have we received with no problem? Because they haven't just been in the public eye. They haven't been in the public eye because at this point they've become standard, right? They've become just things that you do. And because there hasn't been any real ruckus about it, we just do it. But now that it's in the public eye, there is, yes, there is a need, uh, there is a, a responsibility for us to go and, 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 and I would think read into it, even if you're, if you are going to get it. It's true, dude. It's
1: like, we, we know what, we have the idea of like what a vaccine is, you know, like stimulates your body to like come up with an immune response to something that you're not really a hundred percent exposed to right away. Right. But then like, I get what you're saying. Like, do we know, like, what is it? We heard the term mRNA being used in the in the media, All so right. now we're like, "Ooh, spooky, spooky!" But it's like, spooky, spooky. You know what I mean? It's like we don't know how half the other shit works, and we don't have a problem taking those. You know what I mean? I mean, most of us yeah. don't. Some yeah. anti-vaxxer, wacky, wacky, yeah. whackamolts do, but you know. <laughs> and but, in
2: defense of the layperson, it's very confusing sometimes, especially yeah. with how it's been portrayed. It's confusing for medical people, let it's alone absolutely lay confusing. People yeah for medical people for lay people things are dynamic things are always changing Mm -hmm. technologies right rationales for doing certain things so it's hard to keep up for sure but we gotta at least you know start somewhere right um again even if you are gonna be vaccinated for anything i think it's worth looking into it
1: yeah Uh, Yeah. just
2: for the hobby the habit of not being skeptical but just being informed
0: informed exactly mm-hmm. right yeah, informed
2: not skeptical not extremely optimistic you know they know what they're doing let me just do what everyone else is doing just be informed yeah in 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 some amount more than i think what we're doing these days on everything i think that applies to everything um you know rationales in politics rationales in healthcare, and in, in life etc um because it's not easy. It's not easy to understand these concepts and it's very easy to just go with what the masses are doing or what they're perceived to be doing. Right. And um, you know, you can be you can end up being frustrated on both ends. <laughs> yeah. At the end of it all. And
0: I think it's it's hard for some people because there's so much unknown. There's unknown really everything. People are like, "Oh, but what about the unknown long-term side effects?" Well, we also don't know the long-term side effects of COVID either.
1: That's so exa- exactly, it's hard mm-hmm.
0: to outweigh exactly. to, to real do a real risk benefit analysis when you just don't know. Exactly, you know what I mean. You could you could be damned if you do, damned if you don't. You just don't know, and unfortunately, yes. there's so much unknown, and there's so many people out there. It really frustrates me. People trying to trying to push like this is safe, this is fine. We don't fucking know that. How can you say that? Mm-hmm. It's impossible for us to know. For example. When people are like, you know, there's rumors out there that it could affect fertility, blah blah blah, which, it very well could, it very well could not, but people that are out there pushing like, no, this is perfectly fine, mm-hmm. for fertility reasons, this will not cause infertility. How the fuck do you know that? Right. Has I, it been? Has it been tested? I yeah. don't think so. I think it. Knows so what so that to, does to, it- you just can't spread false security to people to try to sell them something it's not right like you have to just Mm -hmm. be educated make your own decisions you can tell them the truth and say look we don't fucking know but we also don't know what the outcome of having covid and the sequela of that is on fertility either the answer is we don't know
2: exactly but you have
0: to be fair with people and Mm -hmm. give them a real idea of risk benefit you can't be like oh well you know, it doesn't cause infertility and I'm getting vaccinated. It's like, well, good for fucking you. I really hope you don't have fertility issues in the future that you can look back on and say, you know, fuck, maybe it was the vaccine, but maybe it wasn't. Who knows? Right. People have infertility yeah. at baseline. There, There's right. a background of infertility. So it would be really difficult to say, but... You know, I know that that's a big concern for a lot of females, specifically a female myself who is considering have a baby in the near future.
2: Definitely.
0: It's, it's not as an easy cut and dry decision for people when you're talking about your future. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. And so um, I think
0: it's, you know, important mm -hmm. to give people grace too, with their decision. Like people look down on people like, oh, they're not getting the vaccine because of blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that's their choice and it's your choice too. And that's okay
2: and I was talking to Scott about this yesterday, I sometimes get more upset with, well, w- including with my own self, about not even what my end... Got a phone in the background. W- what my, um, not even with what my end decision point was in doing or not doing something, but my rationale for that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: sometimes um, we kid ourselves that we care so much about the uncertainty of X or Y or Z, but we don't have any problem with you know, something equally as uncertain and, and doing it anyway, right? Would you agree? Okay. And similarly, we feel very righteous or very sure about this or that, but all of a sudden we feel extremely skeptical about, you know, this vaccine or this person or this uh, situation. So I think more than anything I think first and foremost, we have to start being honest with ourselves, right? About how much do we really care about or not care about certain things, right? If I'm going to be questioning that, you know, like the potential side effects of the vaccine or the the long-term risk, which are, which cannot be disproven at this time, right? Like we said, well, at the same time, why didn't I question all the vaccines I've received? And it isn't really a commentary on vaccines being you know amazing or or evil it's more of a question of myself like where am i actually like picking and choosing to yeah be why informed? is this sudden
1: skepticism occurring right now where
2: is this coming from like yeah. is it really like the you know intrinsic to the vaccine or is it intrinsic to me to all of a sudden just go with the flow of being mm-hmm. not skeptical or skeptical Oftentimes you
1: know? I think people find themselves um, on one side or the other side of a narrative based on kind of like, so, like their, their exactly. social group like, and, yep. and, and just like the media, you know, and I think they it's actually
2: sh- and it's convenient. I think a lot of things, it's to easy to have other do, people think
1: for you, dude. It's yeah. like it's it's so. like when you you if you if you subscribe to like a certain ideology or a certain narrative, it's like you have accepted the fact that other people are going to do the majority of your thinking for you. You know what I mean? And so it's like it's easier, your life is easier that way because most people don't want to make hard thinking choices all the time.
2: And the truth you is know? at some point you're too invested and you've paid the subscription fee. Yeah. And now you got a the, the membership fee and now you got to keep going with it. Yeah. Because all of a sudden if you know you shake your own foundations or shake your own, your group's foundations there's going to be unrest. Yeah, you right? start
1: making little exceptions over time with your own critical thinking, you know, Absolutely. Just, just be in and, in and, in the name of following the ideology, you know, and then before yeah. you know it you're just not a thinker anymore. You're and just yeah. you just a person yeah. that fucking I, yeah.
2: <laughs> follows, you know. And it, and it's hard to not do again because the brain is always looking to avoid for the most part uh Discomfort and work and disagreement and work. Yeah, and uh, work is inefficient, dude recalibration. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, in regards to the vaccine, I think there is there are very legitimate long uh, concerns regarding their it's long term risks. Mm -hmm. But if we're gonna, you know, uh, be so cautious with those things. And even worse sometimes you know preach it down upon people then you know we gotta ask ourselves where have there been similar situations where I haven't been skeptical Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and I think that's fair or vice Um, versa I I would consider myself like I'm skeptical like I'm in the medical field like you know I I'm fairly educated on medical things and I I am skeptical, and I am skeptical of a lot of things, though. It's not just that. It's every medication that we take has Mm -hmm. side effects. We know, we're always taught, you know, lowest, most effective dose without having, you know, unwanted side effects. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it's always a risk-benefit. And it's just, again, it goes back to the risk-benefit is really hard to really analyze when there's so much unknown. um, Yes. You know, because it's just fairly uh newly out there uh as far as you know this vaccine specifically being given to people, you know the m r a at the m r n a research has been out there for years with the cancer mm-hmm. um you know immunotherapy and things like that um which is fair, but this is you know this is something new this is a new new purpose, a new vaccine um I think it's fair for people to question it as just as I question things all the time, you know I had Palpitations when I was younger, um, SVT, XYZ, blah blah blah. I went and saw cardiology and they're like, you know what? Let's put you on metoprolol. Let's do this and that. And I really had to think about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't fucking know. I'm twenty two years old. Do I really yeah. want to be mm-hmm. on a long term medication like that? That does, at the end yeah. of the day, have side effects. And I had to risk benefit that for mm-hmm. myself. Um, is it really worth it? I mean, I decided yeah. it wasn't worth it. I'd rather just deal with the occasional SVT than be on a long-term medication like that. Um, yeah. For myself, I'm not the, I'm, yeah. you know, being in the medical field, I'm not like jumping to be medicated for everything like
2: Absolutely. some people
0: might be and yeah. don't question, you know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. question mm-hmm. a lot of things that I put into my body. I don't question the Cheetos and the non-organic <laughs> that I put in my body, which is something that I have to work on, you know, myself. Um, but, you know, it's even something simple as that. Like, we don't question Botox. We don't question all the shit that we fucking put in our body. Exactly. But we question this so greatly. That's so I think exactly it's something that I'm people saying. just yeah. need yeah. to put in perspective, mm-hmm. perspective. Uh, when they're yep. considering something like this. I think exactly. people just think that this because is going to be
1: the start of the, the zombie apocalypse. Too. Because everybody's and, freaking out.
2: You know, I, the art of questioning is is paramount, I think, to, you know, to fulfillment and to knowledge.
1: That's a really interesting. The art of questioning. I like that.
2: The art yeah, like and literally. people put it down. Like, why are you <laughs> yeah. questioning this? Why? I think you should
0: fucking question it. It's your body. It's your future. Like, if you're not questioning it, then you're fucking sheep. You should be que- questioning
2: it. And and, 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 and and additionally, questioning fairly, right? So I think for everything that we have an opinion on, we should play o- our own games with ourselves and now all of a sudden switch to being a devil's advocate and, like, arguing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Debating yourself first... the best. ...before you s- debate someone else. And you will find... Uh, it's something that I, you know, I, I, I'm, I've been recently uh, exploring for my own sort of sake. Because sometimes when I have had opinions in the past, there's a lot of holes in my argument, my own argument, right, right. to That's myself and to someone stupid. else. Fallacies, the the, the fallacies of the debate, right? Uh, you know, you see it sometimes in our own political debates. It ends up just being a bunch of mudslinging. Mm-hmm. Of things that are actually true, true and unrelated or true, true and related, but they seem as if, you know, one has to be true over the other, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, uh, again, the f- very first person we kid is ourselves and then we end up either lying to someone else or judging someone else, insulting them when we've been doing the same things in, a, in some sort of, sort of other, uh, you know, language, sort of say, or, or in, in some sort of other element of life. The art of like the questioning itself is is awesome, but you know sometimes we run into not questioning fairly, mm-hmm. um, and we don't question ourselves fairly to begin with, and then we miss out on opportunities, or we become too arrogant with whatever opportunities we've been given or actions we've taken, right? Or righteous or. Um, you know, the preaching.
0: righteousness is what kills me. The righteousness fucking yeah. kills me. I think
2: it, sides,
1: I think it does right. a disservice too. When like when you were saying actually earlier, like when you when you try to like propose this narrative of like this security like oh it's super safe you're crazy it's like well now you're just like opening up this window for all of the skepticism by saying you know because like whenever someone's like oh no no don't question it don't look what's behind the the curtain you know what i mean it's like well what
2: the fuck is behind the curtain bitch what are you trying to hide no you know didn't take that choice of language to have you know given your point right Right. and have convinced you
1: didn't need to go there
2: You know, so many cases, I see it as a, as a, as a physician myself, as an ER doctor, Mm -hmm. Uh, I try very carefully to be very conscious and very tailored with the language I use, Mm -hmm. right. All the way from telling someone that they have something to that. They don't have something to that. they are quote unquote, safe to go home. Right. All of these things like matter. And a lot, and a good chunk of people actually pay attention to every word you say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they'll take it with them to the grave, Mm -hmm. or to the lawyer. They repeat it. (laughs) Yeah, they repeat it. Especially to the lawyer if you live in Florida. Right. Yeah. So, and and it's actually a very good exercise though for life to be very conscious of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Words matter. Um, And and uh, words do matter, and words carry a lot of weight, especially if you're in a in a you know in a place of distinction. In a place of, uh, oh, well, people are rank. trusting you. Yeah, and not yeah. even yeah. not
0: even rank. They trust you. They're not medical. They don't fucking know. They're looking well, to people like us, yeah, exactly. you know, who are yeah. in the medical field to give them some guidance. And it's hard when. Yeah. You know, especially something like this. like the, And it's, it's important, too, I think, to admit what your limitations are. I'm not a fucking immunologist, okay? Yeah, I didn't yeah. develop this vaccine. I do not know the ins and outs yeah. of all of the immunity and all of the things that are going with this. You know, we all know, I think, the basics. People have buzzwords, spike proteins and mm-hmm. mRNA. And, but you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It There's a lot scary, of people though. that don't know yes. what they're talking about. They and they are righteously just throwing it out there like, I was one of the first people. That, just, no, that no, sentence there just kills me. I was one of just, the first. Yeah. Nobody cares that you were one of the first, okay? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck, okay? You got, we need to start swapping out the I voted sticker for the I vaccinated sticker. Hand them out to fucking everybody so they can post it on social media. It's this becoming i like a saying, social right? media it's, it's
2: phrase. It's righteous. It gives you a little <laughs> fill of validation and in of inclusivity. Facility.
1: It's virtue signaling, dude. <laughs> well, that's it's just
2: terrible. It's virtue signaling 1,000%. Um, Because I've always said, uh, you know, there's the whole concept of tribalism, right? Especially in the modern era. Clubs, organizations, sports teams, uh, affiliations. They all have the concept of we're inclusive up to a certain point. Mm -hmm. After that, we're exclusive. We can't invite everybody in, otherwise it's not that cool. Exclusivity is is important. That's what made Facebook popular. (laughs) We have to see how we're we're perceptively better or whatnot than the other team, than the other you know cult or the other uh, you know group of people and individuals. Mm -hmm. And these stickers and these actions, they're more you know at the end of it. Sometimes it's more for uh, validation than it is for a health benefit. Or, you know, we, you can put almost any action sometimes when it is posted, when it has to gain the societal eye from your end, it's not just about, you know, the, the, what it was intended for, right? Um, and the more honest we are with ourselves about that, I think the more conscious we can be in, in why we do things or don't do things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, Sometimes a lot of these opinions weren't fabricated by our, uh, us, but we take them to be so because it adds to our identity. Uh, and the more we come to terms with that, the more you kind of chip on the ego, on your ego, and it hurts. Yeah. It's not comfortable. So all of a sudden say, man, like 80% of the things I do or think are actually not created by me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so yeah. who am I? identity crisis most people have their midlife crisis around like the late 20s 30s because these realizations start um you know through the tincture of experience and time and and wisdom and maturity hopefully you start saying wait a second (laughs) like uh, maybe i'm not who i thought i was
0: looking matter yeah
2: right Yeah. yeah another generic thing to say but it's true it's around that time right that you've had sort of enough experiences enough upheavals and um you know uh, uh blessings and, and and downfalls that you're like man what am i
1: who is for better I? or worse
2: <laughs> yeah where where was i supposed to be yeah where could i have been
1: all right guys but so. i gotta cut this short because i gotta go to work um uh oh no yeah no dude let
0: me use that term loosely
1: <laughs> i'm gonna go sleep in the back of the no i'm just kidding um no but dude i definitely go
0: get vaccinated and post all
2: about it you'll and see it. Versus, thank goodness, versus uh thank goodness i'm employed
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly i'm starting my day off right but no honestly ashley dude like and When you have like pages like mine, like I swear to God, if you follow these like trends, you know, if you do this post, you know, this, I got vaccinated post like that helps your, that helps your, if you constantly look, search for these trends and find them and follow them, it makes your page better, you know? So like it's, there's a part of it that to all of this, that's just people trying to stand out on social media. And then there's a part of it. I feel like, because I know people certain pages for certain very large pages, the admins of those pages, that are really yeah. just honestly trying to do the right thing by spreading awareness. I see. You know? Yeah. So like there's there's definitely the good clout chasing about it or the bad clout yeah. chasing about it. And then there's the good, you know, let's let's get this narrative let's going play because the game it's for, for the, the sake better. Of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean there's both sides of it. Yeah. And I just I kinda think wanted that's fair. to yeah. I think
0: it's just important for people, like, if you are one of those people that's posting with your little Band-Aid and your sleeve up, and I got <laughs> vaccinated, good for you, that's amazing. I appreciate the sacrifice you're making for your community. I really do, because I think at the end of the day, someone's got to fucking take this shit, and, mm-hmm. or, right. we're ne- or we're never going to know. Absolutely. And I appreciate your sacrifice. Just don't be one of those people that's like, I was the first... Of, yeah. of yes. right. South Florida. I was These the little, first like, one. You don't have jab. to be superior. Yeah. You don't have it's to club. you don't gotta do that. Just post your sticker. Have a good day. Just thank say, you for I was your another sacrifice.
2: Shmo, another Schmo that got vaccinated. Make yeah. it yeah. Yeah. another person. <laughs> I was one
0: of the first five thousand people. No, just no, you, no, you just no, got no. you got the vaccine. Okay.
2: Right. Thank <laughs> you. Yep. Thank you for
0: your service.
1: Yeah, thank you. T T T Y F Y S. Yeah, uh, you know,
0: T L D R
2: if it needs to be found out that you were the first, it will be found out in other means. And, uh, you know, the praise will be bigger than you saying oh, I was the right. first. Yeah, I'll yeah, oh, oh, we'll do it last. for the
0: praise. Do it for your community. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah no I appreciate yeah. I appreciate it both ways but I do gotta yeah. get going guys because I gotta start getting ready for work. All
0: right bye it was really great right. Scott thanks a lot.
1: <laughs> no let's do this let's do a uh, let's do a part two of this guys because I, I really want to crack on I want to crack on the uh, vaccine more I want to like talk I want to really yeah. open that can of worms and I feel yeah, like we yeah. didn't get to it till the end so if we you can guys talk are about
2: the nitty gritty of like mRNA versus a yes, versus yes, yes yes that's what let's I'm talking about. All right cool all right so
1: let's plan right, it out cool. we'll get Maybe it part two next week yeah. Maybe after I get off work tonight, 1 a.m., you guys wake up. fuck that. Stay up. I'll be up. Hey, there you go.
0: I will not. I work tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Day shift. All right, but hey, I appreciate, dude, Dr. Flores, man. It was such an incredible fucking honor having you on this podcast, man. Honest to God. Like, I really appreciate you coming on here, dude, and talking to us. And I look forward to doing it again.
2: The honor is mine.
1: Dude, Ash. (laughs) Thank you, man. Like always, Ashley. Dude.
0: All right. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, Ash. Yeah, nice and to guys, meet you.
1: Um, check out Dr. Flores. Check out his uh, his Instagram if you um, uh, want to know more about him. He's been on fucking Univision. He's been on actual TV. Um, his uh, well, your Instagram is uh, Costa Rican Doc, right?
2: Yeah, uh, Costa Rican Doc. Yeah, one
1: one. Yeah, check him out, Costa Rican Doc. Um, check us out, guys, uh, um, at the Broners Podcast um, Instagram. You can obviously find me at the Broners Official. Um, Guys, like us, uh, leave comments if you if you like what you heard today. Uh, let me know. If you want to hear more things like this, let me know. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes. really helps the podcast out a lot. We really appreciate everybody. Um, have a great day. Have a great shift.
0: Have a great holiday. Have a
1: great holiday. Happy holidays. Get whichever. that money. Get paid. Yes. <laughs> yes. Have a good life, dude. Think positive. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Control All right. Go and have thoughts.
2: a great
0: day, everybody. Be happy.
2: Yes. Let's- Let's grind. Let's do something better today than yesterday. Yes. Oh,
1: yeah, man.
0: We're alive. We're breathing. We're above ground. We can walk. We can breathe We're on our conscious. own. Let's do this.
1: It's all good, dude. All, all right. right. All right. Thanks go again. Team. I'm going to go have a great fucking day. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Bye. Oh,
2: yeah. Let's crush it.
1: <laughs>
2: Later. Bye.
1: Thanks. See you.